0: Welcome back to GA Fan TV. My name is Aaron. This is another episode, of course, of the GA Fan TV podcast. And today I spoke with Samuel Roy of Loud. Had a good conversation with Samuel Roy today. We spoke about a number of things in regards to Loud football. Of course, the recent appointment of Mickey Hart. I mean, that's a a massive appointment in many ways for Loud football, for them to get a manager as esteemed as someone like Mickey Hart, who has won multiple All-Irelands, provincial titles, national leagues, and absolutely everything else so it was a great conversation with sam you know speaking a bit about loud's league campaign last season you know looking at some of the one or two reasons why they got relegated touching on sam's extraordinary tally in that game versus longford he was the only one who scored in the championship for loud against longford this season in the championship in their one game in which they were defeated and um, we talked a bit about jim McGuinness and his role At a club in Loud and Nave Martins of course who won the Loud Senior Football Championship as well as touching on some of your guys' questions from Instagram and whatnot as well. So I do hope you enjoy, leave a like, subscribe if you haven't already, follow on Spotify, follow on social media, all the links are in the description down below and yeah, enjoy the podcast. Okay so I'm here with uh, Loud Footballer Samuel Roy, Um, so Sam I suppose first of all how's how's things going for yourself and, and how's the lockdown been?
1: Yeah, lockdown's been uh, been a strange one, I suppose. I think a lot of people are more fed up um, this time around. But um, look, I suppose um, it's trying to keep yourself busy, trying to uh, focus on on down the line, and trying to keep thinking of when we'll be back um, on the pitch, I suppose. And and trying to uh, just stay fit um, and and fit and ready, I suppose, as best we can, um, and and keep the keep the good side out, I suppose.
0: Perfect, yeah. Um, and I suppose obviously, like um, we we allowed, obviously they appointed Mickey Hart there. Just um, around December time, like what? What was your initial reaction to that appointment? Because I'd say, you know, it was probably one that I don't think many people from Loud could have expected. So I suppose for yourself, as someone who plays on the senior football team, like I'd imagine that was um, quite the moment for yourself and for the rest of Loud.
1: Yeah, I suppose as you said, um, it was a bit of a shock. Um, I suppose to everyone, a shock to myself. Um, Look, we'd heard the rumors I think floating around but it was kind of one of those oddities, hardly kind of thing um but look fair play to anyone who was involved in it within G within loud uh, G8 to pull it off um it's a hell of a coup for ourselves you know that sort of way has, has been a probably one of the weaker counties at the minute so um look to get a man of uh, of Mickey's stature and um what he's achieved right at the game to, to come and have his expertise and um, we, we probably haven't got to Got to, to but um, look really looking forward to when we do the back um, on the pitch.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think I lost you a bit there, There, just halfway halfway through there a little bit. Yeah, just cut out there. Yeah. Uh, no, look, yeah, just
1: like saying, it's, it's exciting. Um, probably haven't got to, to spend as much time with him as we would have liked, but um, look really looking forward to getting back on the pitch and, and getting uh, getting to learn off I suppose.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Like it was definitely um it was definitely a huge appointment for for a county like Loud, like especially to have a manager of um of his stature come in. Like I could definitely see, you know, louds and intensity levels open, especially in the next couple of years. Like has there been much communication from Mickey Hart and the, the loud management team about you know keeping up training levels? And I know obviously you're, you're heavily involved in, in fitness yourself. Um so has but has there been much communication there, like in terms of keeping up that individual training?
1: Yeah, I suppose like we, we meet every we have a Zoom call every week, um, just chatting about keeping on top of things, and all way more than anything. Um, look, I suppose it's going to be what a four week gap when you get back training as a team to maybe a league match. So we're going to have to spend that time playing football and getting uh, getting back to match sharpness. So if we don't come back in, in good physical condition, we're going to waste time on football um, t- um, football training and, and we're going to have to be running. So it's kind of up to ourselves, it's what we're going to do. And I suppose um look we have a bit of responsibility with our stat sports um kind of the boys are keeping on top of us with the GPS and stuff like that. So um I think look, everyone's getting it done. and we keep we get sent in what happened during the weekend. everyone's accountable. So um look yeah there's a bit of pressure to get it done and it's great, I suppose, um to try to keep a little bit of competition um with the trying to be top of the leaderboard on on certain things um with those GPS stats. So it's nice. Um, and I suppose we do hear it off the boys as well, so it's good.
0: Mm. And I suppose, like, obviously in, in Loud, like, soccer is definitely a, a huge pull, like, given the success, like, of Dundalk in the past couple of years. Like, do you think now with Mickey maybe in the helm, like, that pendulum might swing a bit and you might see more people have more interest in Gaelic football in the county of Loud?
1: Yeah, big time, I suppose, as you said, soccer is, is a big factor. We have two big towns and um, with two big football clubs, um, two big soccer clubs. So, look, I think Mickey Hart's appointment is a massive um, swing for the GAA in the county. Um it's gonna inspire a lot of young fellas to to try to get into that red jersey. And um, look, I suppose the stadium coming along is is another big thing for us as well. Like um if we can have a summer to call home, I suppose, which we really haven't had for many years now. So um the stadium Mickey Head Hath- I suppose the big appointment was Mickey taking over and um, helping with the under 20 team as well so look that was massive for any young fella to to aspire to that like even if you're not getting on the senior team you, you still have a chance and take those stepping stones into the senior team with the 20s so look it's a, it's a massive coup and um, really exciting for any young footballer in Laird I think
0: mm. And I suppose looking back at the the championship and league season for allowed, like obviously a, a disappointing, um, you know, league campaign. I suppose getting relegated, like, well, like, what what do you think was kind of the the and factors in many ways for you know the relegation? Because when you look back, like, I was having a look at, you know, the season previous, you were only one or two points off promotion from Division Three. So, like, in your opinion, like, what do you kind of boil that down to?
1: Yeah, it's 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 a weird one. I suppose the year before we were kicking the ball away from from promotion again to division two like um like so it really is fine fine margins. Um I think we drew at Westmead on the last game of the league last year to get promoted like and they needed a point we needed too so and then this year we we finished bottom of the league like so it's kind of one of those what, what we're trying to put a finger on it and it's, it comes down to a little little bit of belief I suppose and a little bit of um a little bit of luck <laughs> and sometimes as well. Like we lost most of our games this way by little small margins. Tipperary bats by a point I think in the last minute in draw to like things like that are kind of just whereas last year you might get it like we got a goal in actually an own goal in actually last year to give us two points then pull them more like so it's little things the league is a massive it's really good competition everyone's on a level basis I think and um little fine margins determine what happens and like if I think if you don't win your first two league matches you're going to struggle and that's what happened last us this year I think we were bet by long for it and then bet that in that game by Tipperary by a point like and then your confidence goes and then everyone starts blaming something that's probably not that relevant or we're not fit enough and I think it's easy to do that and then belief starts to go and once you don't pick up a result here or there I think you're in trouble big time straight away so I think belief um, and mentality in in the league format is and a little bit of momentum is massive to any team um, who's going to look to get promoted and then the other way it works in reverse I suppose if you're going to go down um, you need to stop those things happening and you need to pick up points um, obviously and, and have a little bit of belief in your performance like and we we didn't this year, unfortunately. And we got a great win against Dane and then after being hammered by Cork in the last game in the league So look fine, margins everywhere, I suppose.
0: Mm. Yeah, I suppose you do need a lot of luck like a lot of the time, like especially in those um in those kind of close encounters. And I remember watching out against Cork in that game, and I thought he's played very well, like up until you know the second half or up until the goals went in for Cork. Like I thought it was a very even game. And Cork and you know went on to, to win every game, but I suppose looking at the, the Longford game in the in the championship as well, like obviously you scored one seven, which was the uh, the entire tally of the of, of the entire Layout team. Like I suppose a bit of a rare situation where one player, you know, scores for the entire county, I suppose, in one in one championship game. Like was it a weird feeling in, in some ways coming off the pitch knowing that, or did you even think too much about it? I, I actually didn't know. <laughs> oh, really <laughs> to be honest with you. I hadn't clue.
1: Um, I come off, and I think I was sitting in the dressing room, obviously deflated. Um, and I was walking off, and I think there wasn't, I think there was a naughty producer or something was standing there doing an interview with some of the managers or something. And he kind of said, Oh, sound unbelievable, or whatever kind of thing. It was a little comment made, and I was thinking, Trash, and I bet why you even talk? Why are you even talking to me? Do you know, that sort of way. And then I sat in the dressing room, and someone said, You score everything. And I was kind of, then I thought about it more and more. I suppose it just registered in, but uh, like people have said it to me, it's been talked about. Uh, makes no matter. All I wanted was another game in, in the Leinster Championship, I suppose, and I felt we had a got that. I, I was playing really well. I was after playing well against Cork, played well against Down, and I suppose if we had a got um, another game, I thought that uh, I could have done even more. You know, that sort of way. So, look, it wasn't the thing that I looked into too much, um, I suppose. Look, it was a once-off occasion. It'll probably never happen again, um, ever, with anyone, I don't know. Like, it's mad, but um, it was just the way it happened. Um, it was, I think we scored four, frees like, and it was a miserable day in a, for the match like and it was, was in high school and one seven isn't much for a championship match. So look, it was different circumstances. Um you're playing in winter, you're playing a championship game in winter. Um it's not like your summer ball where everyone's flying and bouncing off the ground. So look, it was a strange one. Didn't think about it too much, I suppose. And was just really disappointed we didn't win, I suppose.
0: Yeah I suppose the most important thing really is the win at the end of the day isn't it like rather than individual tallies like they're good to look back at but I'd imagine you know getting through to the next round is the main thing like you kind of touched on it there a little bit like um playing in winter conditions and, and everything else like what was that like because obviously a huge change from the the usual summer championship where you know conditions are way different. Yeah big time I didn't fancy it myself my big man like myself it uh, doesn't move too well in the background but
1: um no, it was strange, I suppose, and the no crowd thing is, is strange as well, I suppose. You're you're always looking for that big crowd day, summer's day uh, for a championship game. Like we didn't have that, It was absolutely lashing. There's no one at the match, and it's it's a really weird, eerie feeling. But um, look, there's a job to be done at the end of the day, and and that's what you go out to do, I suppose. Um, no matter who's watching or who's not watching, I suppose. So, and um, look, as you said, the results is is all that matters. It's a results-driven business, so. And um, look, it didn't happen on the day, unfortunately, but look, moving forward, hopefully we pick up another win in Leinster this year and, and build on it, you know, that sort of way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and look, I definitely think there's a, a lot of possibilities there, like even with the Leinster Championship as well. Like I suppose when you take Dublin out of the equation, it's very, it's very, very competitive. Anyone can kind of be anyone on any given day, really. And I suppose like looking looking ahead to that and looking ahead to twenty twenty, like I'd imagine like with Mickey Hart in charge now, like you're probably you're probably raring to get back now and actually spend some some time on the training pitch and actually, you know, get back to the to the day-to-day training, I suppose, whenever whenever that time does come.
1: Yeah, big time. Really looking forward to it. Um I suppose as I said, we didn't get to spend an awful lot of time on the training pitch with Mickey. Um look, Mickey and Gavin, Gavin Devon, who's with him is like Gavin is absolutely blowing my mind at the minute with, with training drills and information and stuff like that. Like so, the two of them are, are really top tier in what they do. Um, and look, whenever that is, I suppose as you said, it'll be an exciting, uh, exciting time to get back out on the pitch. And I'm really looking forward to it.
0: And you'll be in Division Four with uh, with Antrim, Leitrim, and Sligo most likely, like depending on on what way they do it, but. Like, I suppose that's the tougher group of the two, really, when you look at Waterford and Wexford and whatnot on the other side. But, like, how do you feel you'll get on there? Because it is, I suppose it will be tricky, but, like, how do you reckon you'll get on in in that group?
1: Yeah, it's going to be tricky. Look, we're in Division Four for a reason, I suppose. You're only as good as your your last few games, and that's where we've ended up. So, um, look, you can't write anyone off. Um, They're going to be tough, 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 tough games, and it's going to be tough to get out um, of Division Four. And as I said, your first two matches are normally really massively important in how the season's going to go. And they're going to be even more important now. we only having four teams in the group, so look. Um, I suppose you have to target that first game and try to get two points on the board and give yourself a point and chance. Um, so look, look. Obviously, we're aspiring to get out of the division four. I think anyone who's down there is like so. Um, look, we're going to aim for it, I suppose. But um, as I said, that you can't look away that first game because it's so massively important to give yourself a chance. to lose that, I think you're you're up shit creek, really.
0: Mm. Yeah, but like I suppose it is it's going to be very interesting all right because I suppose it like it doesn't apply to division 4 but every other division you know you're either going to be in a promotion battle or a relegation battle like there's no there's no in between about it which I'm which I find very interesting. Um and I suppose like do you think like obviously cuz you know we we laid like we were kind of touching on earlier like you were uh, you know a kick of a ball away from promo- promotion there back you know a year ago or so so, like, do you think, if, you know, if you can get promotion from Division 4 that, you know, the possibilities there for Laud to, to go on a bit of a run, maybe get up to Division 2 and, and really see how things go? Because, you know, certainly when you look at it, there's really not a lot of difference really between a lot of those teams from, you know, Division 2, 3 and 4. Yeah, big time, like, I think. Um,
1: last year we bet in that, in that run that we kind of had, like, we bet some really good teams, like Leash went up to Division 2 that year. We were after beating them in pack Park. Westmead went up. Where we drew with the Mandrada. Down went down. Motion hunt as well. We backed them up in Uri. Like So between Division 2 and Division 4, there's there's not much in the difference between teams. It's that little little, little bit of luck, and um, a little bit of class, and they kind of separates the teams. And uh, I suppose if we can put some form together, um, you'd really like to think that we could do it. We've done it before. We've done two back-to-back promotions um, a few years ago. Um, so there's no reason why we can't do it. Um, it's just getting the team together, start playing well, I suppose, getting to know each other a little bit better. Um, it's a young team like so, and there's going to be new ideas with the new management team. So um, it's putting those in place, getting time together, getting time in the pitch is going to be a massive one, I suppose, with any team um, due to the COVID um, situation. Like, so if we can make that happen, I suppose there's no reason why we can't um, look for a promotion each year.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, as I was saying there, like, there really isn't too much between a lot of those teams and there's definitely the potential, like, I suppose, I guess we'll have to see, like, how the the whole league structure is going to look as well, like, with the potential that, you know, um, the GA look are looking to change the odd thing here and there. But, like, who, who do you see kind of in that loud side other than yourself, do you think that could maybe, you know, make, make the difference in that loud team, you know, in 2021? Is there any players you look at and you think, you know, if they have a great year, you know, that will definitely be in one of the chance
1: Yeah, there's some really, really, really good young talent, I suppose, like the likes of Owen Callan, who's a club mate of mine, and kind of started cementing his place at number six last year in the last few games of the league and played there against Longford. A really good footballer um, who can have the team built around him. He's that sort of player, you know, sort of way. There's a good lad, Kieran Keenan um, from RD, who are beating finalists in the championship, in the club championship this year. Um, Really good 40 yards man um, with loads of pace and loads of ball ability, ball winning ability. Liam um, Jackson, the variety man. There's a lot of Newtown Blues players. Emma um, Carolyn, Kieran Down, he's coming back into the fold. Really good footballers. You know, that sort of way. Casey Burns back from Australia, if we can keep him fit. um, Like, there's, there's some really good footballers. Um, It's just getting us all on the pitch, all playing well together. And um, I suppose, building a team, I suppose, for the next five to 10 years that can really try to dominate football um, and play really good football. You know, that sort of way. We kind of haven't had that. There's been too many players in and out of the teams. Um, over the last few years so that that turnaround needs to stop I suppose of looking for new players who's going to be in the team this year you know that sort of way so um, I suppose if we can get down a solid base of, of the spine of the team really, because we haven't had that for years so if we can get that nailed down and, and build a team around as I said the likes of Owen Calla and Kieran Keane and young players like myself
0: um, and, and really look to build on it I think we'll be in a really good place Yeah consistency is the main thing as well isn't it and I suppose if you can if you can get more, more players more options then definitely It'll definitely help. Like, and I suppose, like looking ahead to the to the Leinster Championship as well in twenty twenty one is the is the most important thing, just to, to get a win on the board. Do you think, or is there a realistic ambition? Really, you you look at. I know, obviously, Dublin are miles and miles ahead, and then you've you've, you've a couple of other kind of counties kind of fighting underneath. But like, where where do you kind of see? Them? Yeah, I
1: suppose. Look you can't look past the first round and obviously the draw is going to be massive in in what side Dublin Air um, is, is a massive thing in Leinster I suppose um, we, we played them last year and they, they bet us so at the gate in Port Leash you know that sort of way so what do you to like it was great to get a championship win we bet Wexford in and Wexford last year Like and look championship wins are what, what it's all about I suppose they're, they're great days and they don't come around too often loud I suppose so Look, if you got if you got half lucky and get Dublin on the opposite side of the draw, and you put two or three wins together, you don't know where you are. You're in a really good position then, but I suppose you can't talk about winning Leinster um, just yet. I suppose look, but it's, it's that first game It's massive, and as I said before, momentum then really kind of takes off. I suppose if you get two good wins on the bench, and um, you're in a really really good position,
0: I suppose. Mm. And I suppose with the tier two uh, championship coming into effect as well in uh, 2021, like do you think? You know, if I suppose if you if you were to draw a Dublin maybe early on in the, the Leinster Championship and then go out, etc. like do you think at least then, you know, you'll have a bit of game time, you'll have more time under Mickey Hart, like there'll be more kind of experience there with more players. Like, do you see it more like like how do you kind of see the tier two? Do you see it more in a kind of positive light? Or do you think maybe it's also, you know, quite degrading in some ways the counties like loud and whatnot? Um, yeah, it's a
1: strange one. I like I uh, I always like to be think positive, I suppose, about things and and try to look at the bright side of it, but um, there is that little bit of the grading thing, and I suppose, but look, once you're getting a chance to, to play for Sam Maguire, I think is the main one, look, you, um, if you're not winning your provincial championship, are you really, realistically, because outside of your winners of the provincials, are they going to win um, Sam McGuire? Maybe not, maybe, so I don't know, but um, look, I think there, it, it's going to be a positive having more championship matches, um, especially for young players like myself and as you said getting to play more matches and more training time under our new manager and stuff like that will be will be good and beneficial for a lot of players Um, and I suppose it gives you a little bit more incentive as you said if you draw Dublin first and you get back out the gate in the first round of Leinster and it's over and that's it done then it's kind of it's disheartening and look we've seen many tweets over the last while of players from different counties around Leinster saying oh look what's the point anymore um, we're going to get back by Dublin and I suppose that's a defeatist attitude and stuff and so on and so on maybe it's realistic maybe it's not but look um, I think more games is going to benefit everyone um, no, matter, no matter who you're playing or what championship you're playing for etc I think more games is, 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 can only be better for everyone
0: Yeah, I suppose Dublin's dominance did kind of, you know, it was certainly anyway kind of a wide discussion and it was certainly something that a lot of people were speaking about. Like, does it put you off in some ways, like when you see maybe how far they are ahead in Leinster, not just the fact that they've won 10 Leinsters in a row, but they've very much kind of walked it in many ways. Like, does that put you off in, in some ways when you're kind of, you know, you know. I suppose when you're training long winter nights and whatnot, like when you see how far they are ahead, does that put you off a bit, or do you not think too much about it? No, to be honest, I, it doesn't put me off, and I don't think too much much about it. I suppose um,
1: look, the are they are for a really good reason, and um, they have some really really good footballers with really good attitudes. Um, I suppose, and that's what it boils down to. You can talk about money, you can talk about population, but they apply all the basic principles of being really good footballers, and um, they're all fast, they're all strong and they can all kick the ball over the bar. And I think I use it as a, nearly a, a standard, and that's they set the goal standard, and let's go catch it, and let's get as close to it as we can. And I suppose for me, that's what it's about personally, I suppose as well as being, can I be as good as Conor Callan and our Kieran Kilkenny and this one? I think most people should look at it like that, because um, look, why what saying what's good, and what's the good thing of saying, they oh, are too far ahead, let's give up now. You know, I'm not about that. I kind of, I'd like to strive and be as good as them and try catch them as well more so and whinge about it, if you get me.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I think that's the right attitude in many ways. Like, I think if you start thinking that you're already beaten or you start putting obstacles in place, then it makes it tougher and it makes it harder. And then, you know, before you know it, you'll be nowhere near. So I think that's definitely the, the right attitude. And like, and I suppose like on the kind of flip side of that as well, like when you look at counties like Carlo who've gone on, you know, good runs in Leinster, Longford, Tipperary and Munster this year and even Cavan and Ulster like does that kind of give you a bit of confidence as well that okay maybe not this year or next year but you know at some point down the line that maybe Loud can go on a bit of a run and, and cause one or two shocks along the way yeah absolutely like the likes of um Cavan and Tip and the boys that have done
1: it this year it's, it's, it's really positive and I think it excited everyone and everyone gets behind you then and it's, and it's exciting but um as, you, as I said, it's kind of getting that team together that can do that for the next five to ten years um, and putting that in place because it doesn't just happen um, overnight and it's not just it's not just all about luck. It's about having a little bit of structure and the setup within the county and trying to be the best in the county. Um, I suppose, look, if the EA put together a good plan for the next few years, I know there's been big work done um, with underage squads um, regards in regards to S&C and, and time spent on the pitch. So, look... Um, there's positives coming. It's just about, as I said, having that momentum and having that team to do it over the next five years because, look, it doesn't happen um, through luck and it doesn't happen by accident. So, um, look, as you said, it would be brilliant to, to get that run, but um, we have to put in the work first, I suppose.
0: Mm. And I suppose like with 2020 in general, like it was, um, it was a tough year for most, but I'd imagine it was special enough for yourself anyway with the fact that Nave Martin's won there their first um you know loud, ever loud senior football championship like I'd imagine that's one of the highlights anyways of your of your playing day so far. Yeah big
1: time um massive achievement for our club um suppose we're beaten we're in this is our third final in a row um so really nice to to finally get over the line. There's been a lot of people who've put in a lot of work with our club over the last few years playing and not playing. And to, I suppose for me, I'm only young. I, I really hope that I get the chance to do it again. But for them who probably won't get the chance to do it again, playing boys or, or who were just missed out, it was really, it was really nice to see them over the line. I suppose more so than anything. And um, the club, I think, has been senior for 30 years now. I suppose and never won a club, cha- or never won a club championship, um, or never won a senior competitive trophy, um, up until three years ago when we won the league for the first time. So, looks has been big strides made in the club as well. Like, and there's been big plans put in place. So, um really big moment in twenty twenty for myself personally and for the club, I suppose it was a bit of bit of good to come out of it.
0: Mm. was the expectation there in some ways that you know before a ball was kicked that you could go and win it. Like did you have that belief? Well obviously you did have the belief because you went on and won it, but did you did you have that expectation there that you know this year could be our year? Yeah absolutely
1: I think it was uh if we didn't do it this year we may, may give up, I think it was on it was one of those. So um yeah as I said last three finals and um, there was a lot of learning done in the last two finals. and. Um, Probably should have won it the first year we got there, and we were beaten last kick of the ball kind of thing after been dominating the game. Then we rocked up last year, probably expecting to walk it, and um, that we deserved that a little bit, and we were a, bit, a little bit soft and got walked all over that day. So, um, I think this year was kind of it was all action, kind of uh, had to be done, kind of thing. Just let's get the monkey off the back here, and so there was so much focus and so much probably dedication put towards winning that championship. Um, and I suppose it made it easier that the, no one could go out, no one could go drinking, no one could do anything. It was just all about playing football for Nave Martin this year and I think uh, everyone bought into it and really um, and drove it on and got it over the line and it was a credit to, to all the players, management and, and the club itself for, for making it happen after so long. So, um, brilliant to do it, I suppose.
0: Mm. Yeah, I suppose like, yeah, where where everything kind of closed and where everything, you know, shut up shop it definitely kind of probably narrowed your focus in many ways and, and focused literally just on the games and, and 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 what was you know tasked ahead. Um like I, I believe Jim McGuinness was involved in some ways, wasn't he, as well? Like from what I've heard anyway. Like what was um what was he like? I can't speak about that. I'm on that serious thought. Uh,
1: really? No only messing. No, he was uh, no, he was the one who gave it away, I suppose. Um he had he'd said it on a Sky interview I think after they'd came out with him being with Galway yeah Um. I think he, he said that he'd been with a club in, in loud and and no one knew and no one did know um, and it was a really strange one Um, it happened there uh, it was staying for one or two sessions um, and a chat like and he just had a link within the club and it, and it happened and yeah as I said you're, you're dealing with different gravy there it's that's top of the pop stuff and he was absolutely incredible um, the way he speaks the way he thinks about the game and it was really easy to see why Donegal
0: won in All-Ireland mm. Yeah, from listening to him on Sky anyway like just in terms of his punditry in terms of his analysis like he seems streets to streets ahead in, in many ways like and I know a lot of people criticise Donegal for the way they played and the way they won at All-Ireland but for me like I think it was you know, nothing short the genius what he'd done at Donegal like the way he came into that team and built them into into what they were because I think a lot of people forget as well before Jimmy Guinness took over, like Donegal were very much kind of, you know, they were nowhere near winning an Ulster, let alone an All Ireland and, you know, beating Dublin as well in 2014 the way he did. Like like what was it like in some ways to to work with him and and kind of, you know, see those ideas. And I suppose I'd imagine that was um, you know, I suppose quite the year working with him in, you know, at Nave Martin's. Yeah,
1: big time. Like, as I said, you can see why they've done it and, and how they've they done it. Um, he breaks everything down to a little t. He picks parts of the game apart and how you're going to win the game and how we could have potentially lose the game. And he fixes those things. And he really thinks, as you said, his analysis on Sky is really good because he he really just picks the game apart like and breaks it down for you in simple terms. And you're going, oh, sure, why didn't I think of that kind of thing? He's, he's sold to the point then, his language, his coaching language, the way he speaks to the players is, is exceptional. And that belief that he instills in you. And I think, I suppose that drill that came out of him training Galway, where the boys are running over and back to pitch and doing a hand-passing drill. And there was so much debate over why was Jimmy Guinness doing a hand-passing drill. And it was really, it wasn't about doing a hand-passing drill. It was about how much are you going to give him in the session, kind of thing. And it was blowing so much out of proportion. And I think... He really focused on doing the basics well to the best of your ability and give them all you can. And people train at 80% the whole time, so why not train at 100? And that's what we kind of focused on, I suppose, was, was giving it our all the whole time and stop coasting and stop being comfortable. And I suppose that's what you've done with Gun- Donegal. I think he speaks about in his book about um, walking in on the first night saying we're going to win in All-Ireland, and if you don't believe me, get out. And people started laughing. and they, To change that mentality in a team takes uh, – some skill and some um, management and leadership skills so look he's, he's an absolute credit to himself and to Donegal so it um, was an absolute joy to get to work with him
0: mm. Yeah definitely Like, and i will always be uh, be interesting to see if he ever does go back into, into county management at some point like I suppose in that in Nave that Martins team as well like I suppose he did have a couple of um, experienced like, heads in there like JP Rooney and a few others like was having them around, do you think, as well, kind of, you know, the big kind of part of, of that success as well in 2020?
1: Yeah, massively, massively. Yeah. And JP is is a legend of the game, I suppose. And to have him and to learn off him the last number of years playing as, alongside him has been massive in my own development. And look, McFannon's there as well, who would have played in the Leicester final. And Craig Lynch and goals for us has been legend number one for the last five, six, seven years. And then we had... Five county players this year, um, from the club. Like so, there's been a lot. There's a lot of experience head around, and um, my manager Fergal Real has won, I think, five championships, um, with clubs in Lyle already. So, um, look, there was a lot of experience around, and it was great to um, put those heads together and put those ideas together, and to, to learn off the boys who've been here and went through the shit. I suppose have been in relegation playoffs, and and to finally get them over the line, as as I said already, is was probably the most, um enjoyable thing about winning the championship this year
0: Hmm. and i suppose obviously like um in 2020 like i think you were touching on earlier a little bit as well like the fact that there's a separate window in some ways now for for club and county like do you think that will help you know clubs like naif Martins and i suppose loud in general as well like the fact that you know if there is that separate window then there isn't this whole club versus county debate that always arises year on year yeah big time i think the two pulling against each other isn't fair
1: and it's not fair on anyone, um, I suppose. And look, in loud over the last few years, we've only two games where club players can't play in two league matches. And I think, like some counties have five games. I know Tyrone, I think, have five or seven games where they can't play with county players. Like so, look, it's. I think it needs to be evened out everywhere across the country. And if that means playing six months club and six months county, I'm all for it because I think, um, having us here with the with the club for twelve weeks or whatever it did span over, um, really helped everyone. it kind of nearly helps you a little bit as well in a sense of you're not getting pulled from. Both managers, you're let you're let play I deal with Fergal for the 12 weeks, and then I go and deal with Wayne Kieran's last year for the 12 weeks, you know that sort of way. So, and um, it takes out that, and then like the clubs don't want you going back to training with Laird if there's four league matches coming up, or and the county don't want you missing Laird training because of the club match at the weekend. So I think the fighting against each other thing needs to stop, and I think that that split season of them both um happening on their separate occasions really really helped last year, and I think it could help this year, and I think it's the way to go.
0: Mm. Yeah I think it's better from an entertainment point of view as well like you get to see more games and this year in particular like you got to see more games what like across the whole country from Kerry from Loud, from Anna like everywhere like and yeah I I think it would be you know the best thing you know not just from a player point of view but I think also from a from a fan point of view and and from a you know from many different kind of media as well like I think they'd much they'd much prefer it like, is the ambition there as well for yourselves even? I know, like, obviously in, in 2021, it, there's no guarantee about when the county championship's going to come back and, and what the scenario is going to be around it. But is the ambition there, if you were, to to win another, I suppose, you know, senior championship to actually, you know, crack on a bit more or maybe hmm. aim towards a Leinster or, 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 and so on? Because I think, you know, you've seen sometimes in Leinster before, there has been a few shocks down the years, like, I think it was Mullen yokta who pulled off a, a big shock one year, New, I think, B. Vincent. So like, there's definitely the potential for a couple of shocks there. So is that kind of a, a big ambition for yourself as well? Yeah, big time. Um,
1: I suppose like you can't look past getting outside loud um, or getting outside your club championship first. But down the line, I think we were a bit, we were a bit I suppose, disappointed this year. That didn't happen because um, there was a few whispers then that it was going to happen, and, and I suppose... Um, it would have been nice to have a crack at it and put yourselves up against the the best teams around Leinster and I suppose that's what it, that's what it's about. I suppose testing yourself and see where you're at like and um, I suppose a teams haven't been great competing in Leinster over the last few years but look they have been great um, over the years. I think 2010 or 11, Mac Rangers to the Leinster final um, and as you said there's been shocks over the last few years with Mullinoch and Ratnew, I suppose. So look it can happen and I suppose you can't look by getting outside loud, but um, big time personally and there's nothing more that I'd like than come up against some of the big clubs of, of Leinster
0: mm. yeah and I, I suppose like what we'll do now is we'll just go through some um, some quick forward questions and just some some questions from people over on Instagram before we uh, we finish up so I suppose who was your uh, biggest inspiration growing up from a football point of view uh, JP Rooney <laughs> yeah JP Rooney is was definitely he was definitely some player alright like that 2010 that 2010 season in particular he was something else wasn't he
1: um, I think it's still recorded on my Skybox at home that Leinster final, and I always go back in and have a little look at the goal. Um, look, JP's been a massive influence on my career over, la- over the last ten or twelve years. Um, development boys, and he's always there for a chat, I suppose, and to run ideas by someone who's um played football for senior football for twenty years, played with loud for I don't know how many um seasons. And to me, I think he's up there one of the top championship goal scorers in Ireland. Um, and look, he's. he's any amount of experience he's played soccer he's at trials in England he's, he's a top athlete um, with so much skill and so much mental ability to, and toughness to, to really be a top player so I've enjoyed learning off him over the last few years
0: mm. and the best player you, you played against?
1: Um, Paddy Keenan club championship match Not um, sorry yeah no Paddy Paddy was as you know um, on the All-Star so um, I think I, I marked him midfield I think in a, in a game um. Paddy definitely up there with one of the best of ever marked?
0: Mm. And you might have answered this there just about a few minutes ago. But the best player you played with would that be JP Rooney or do you think there'll be someone else there who'd who'd come close? Um, that's a difficult one. I think JP's up there. Look, I've played with a lot of good players. Um, as well
1: as even college matches, I get to play with Noel Cairns from Monit and Ryan O'Neill from Armagh. Um, so just really good players through that. And then you have players at the club as well as I spoke about on Callum and John Thorbucks a really good player that I like playing with. Um then i suppose but jp is probably the
0: probably the best one that i've liked uh, enjoyed playing and learned the most off i suppose hmm. and i suppose like any any tips on you know staying consistent with training over the lockdown i know um you have your own fitness company and you're heavily involved on in that so like would there be any kind of tips in, in regards to that i know training is different you know everyone's kind of different athletes and whatnot so it's different across the board but any kind of general tips in, in your point of view
1: yeah, I think, look, the main thing is probably scheduling and when you're going to work out. Um, I think it's a big one. Everyone's routine has kind of changed from working at home, our school's off, our colleges are off, and everyone's routine's all over the place. So I think anything you can put into routine makes it a little bit easier. So scheduling workouts, um, walks, runs, whatever it is you're doing. Um, and as you said, everyone's at different stages of their um, athletic development. So, look, um, having um, planned routine and workout is really and really important. And um, trying to get up, go to bed and get up at the same time, get up out of bed at the same time is really important for me. Um, and trying to eat well, um, which can be tough to do, obviously, when you're sitting at home. And um, it's easy to go to the have a few biscuits or whatever. But look, um, I think nutrition and sleep and um, doing the basics really well. And as I said, scheduling workouts, whatever that may be, if it's a gym session at home or if it's that 5K run that everyone's mad to do. And um, I think having them planned and scheduled will, will really help with the fitness levels and motivation.
0: Mm. And someone was asking here who's the fastest player on the on the loud team. The fastest player on the loud team is Connor Grimes.
1: Um, I think at the minute. And then. Um,
0: uh, go ahead, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's just Connor, big Connor Grimes. You want you, you yeah. want to think it? He's
0: six foot four and probably weighs nearly a hundred kg, and um, but he he can move all right. It always seems to be that way as well, isn't it? It's always the tall lads and stuff. I'm I'm not sure yeah. who always seem to, to to have that extra. I don't know. I, I always say it's because they have the extra yard or something like that because they're they're, they're taller. But yeah. I suppose
1: there's, there's a bit of a strength ratio, uh, strength yeah. to, strength to speed ratio. That, that uh, the amount of force he applies into the ground is massive. And um, so look, he he moves well. There's a lot of other small kind of lighter, faster lads as well. I suppose the likes of Ryan Burns is really fast. Um, Kieran Keenan and um, there's lads like that, but Grimes. I think is hitting the top, the top speed at the minute.
0: Hmm. And what do you think about uh, Cahal Ferreter joining the the young Irelanders? He's a a young up and coming player. I think he was he won um, a couple of minor titles. I think with Kerry, he played down there for a good while. So I, I don't know. You probably don't even know who he is, but he's a no, young, young player at the moment who's coming over to, to to play in the Loud Senior Football Championship. Anyways, yeah, I've seen a We spoke about last week. I actually think um. He was, I think he was
1: tapped up by DKT to play and um, to, to transfer to Dundalk and um, college play football. So and have been nice to get to play with him, but it's a massive coup for Dundalk and young earners. And that will be a massive help um, to try to get them out of, or to try to win a championship again. So um, look all the best to him and any club that, that pulls that off, um, there's a little bit of credit, I suppose.
0: Perfect well uh, look listen cheers for coming on Sam anyways and um, I'll leave a link down below as well to to your fitness page on Instagram and whatnot so if anyone wants to check it out they can and um, yeah yeah look listen I appreciate your time and and cheers for coming on. Perfect thanks a million appreciate that. Thank you very much for watching or listening big thanks to Sam Mulroy for coming on the uh, podcast there to share some insight into the loud senior footballers ahead of the upcoming league and championship season of course if it does go ahead let's hope it certainly does but yeah look listen big thanks to anyone who watched followed liked, subscribed throughout this episode and uh yeah look listen plenty more episodes to come soon i'll be speaking with luke Connolly, connor sweeney and connor mccann are all um in line to come on in the next couple of weeks so if you do have any questions for them in the comments down below feel free to let me know um and yeah look listen i hope you enjoyed and i'll speak to you soon